let's dive into it straight away. We just have an, an hour to spend. So please, can you just introduce yourself, sir? I want everyone to know you. Uh, oh, because right. I have nothing. Yeah, my name is Tola Alabi. You can call me T.A. And um, I am I'm a design thinker. I am a teacher, um, basically. Um, I think those are the two things I like to um, categorize myself in. Teaching and thinking about design. Um, so, yeah, that's what I am. I run a podcast called Pro Masterclass where I teach um, on life and principles of life from a godly angle. Um, I teach about life and business and how to find um, how to find purpose in 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 doing life generally. Okay, all right, right. Oh, so that's that's fantastic, sir. So I I was saying something before you um, came in that uh, I think I, I I got to know Tola Labi some maybe four five years ago while I was still um, trying to do a couple of things in design and especially your Instagram page and those things you share they yeah. they actually helped me to pass through a phase in my life but over the years i've seen that you've grown from just being an ordinary designer sorry to use that word to being like i'll call it a life coach there is so much that you dispense on the internet and trust me whoever does not know that you are actually a designer will not think in that uh, area so i have uh, the first question here i would not want to take uh, the time uh i be believe something and it's part of what I, I i was able to pen down in the book that i just uh, authored which is good old that um in life there are circumstances or let me say there are situations that you you get to or let me say there are some stage that you eat and it's actually very important that you know those things before eating them but most of the time some of us we get to that junction without realizing that something like this is coming on board and we have to just look for a way to act around it and eventually we might even interpret the situation somehow and act the wrong way so my question goes thus as uh, you are now, I believe you've gone through several things, but you know that our generation is kind of peculiar, and uh, there is so much that is happening in this uh, fast-paced world. So I want to ask, what are the significant challenges that you feel young people face uh, in line or when it comes to personal growth and development in today's world? What are the like significant challenges wow. that people face? Young people especially well that's a good question and um, first of all congratulations on the book you understand being able Thank to write so a book follow it through i think it's a it's a good achievement and i don't think we we give enough credit to people that write you understand um mm. i was coming from a bookstore right now and i saw how many nigerian books were on the shelf 
well-packaged, good subject matters. So it is interesting that before you go to bookstores I and mean, you don't see Nigerian books stand with um, foreign mm. books, but now, you know, they're competing and that's really good. So we give a lot of industries um, accolades, like movie industry, um, the music industry, sports, um, but we don't give, um, like, writers enough, enough accolades. So, yeah, congrats on, on doing that. Um, now, to your question about um, what are the challenges that people face, that young people face right now, um, you see, I think, I think there's only one major challenge. Every other challenge okay. sprouts from this challenge. There's one major challenge that I feel like the generation today um, would have to contend with. And when I say generation today, it doesn't have to be young people alone. Even older people, middle-aged people contend with this. The biggest challenge of the day right now is focus. Focus. Mm. Mm. Um, it's hard to focus in today's world. It's a very, very noisy world. Yes. Very noisy. It's a very noisy world. And you, 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 need, you need like a lot of concentration to perform a task that doesn't need that much concentration in today's world. Focus is a rare resource. And so there is a big mountain of distraction mm. that people have to overcome. So it's, mm. focus is the biggest problem. It's, it's, the, it's the problem not just for young people, as I said, for middle-aged people. I, I, I contend with focus every single day, overcoming that distraction, the, the distractions everywhere. And, and most of it is coming from this device that we are using to have this live right now <laughs> called the mobile device. Yes. It, it, it's a good good technology, but it, it, it is a blessing and a curse. You understand? Mm. A blessing and a curse. So I, I believe the biggest contender of people living, um, number one, a peaceful life, number two, a fulfilling life, uh, number three, an impactful life, is focus and the lack of focus, the presence of distraction. So, um, if, if a lot of people just just they can just overcome that, I'm doing this right now, and I will dedicate the next three hours to doing this thing without checking what's going on on Instagram or what's going on on Twitter or or, or sending a WhatsApp message. People will do so much more. You be you 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 would be surprised how much people will achieve and how little time people would achieve it. So yeah, mm. for me it's focus. Mm. It's a problem of focus. That's the biggest mm. that, that's the biggest um, um, stumbling block in people's way right now. Just waking up in the morning and doing things that you never planned to do because they just showed up. You understand? Mm. Seeing content that you never planned to see because it just showed up. Just distraction. I remember those day I was I was um, I was in my house, and I could I could see someone on the outside, and um, she was going through her phone, and I could hear because the phone was incredibly loud. Mm. So I could hear what she was going through, and she went through like, and right, I'm I'm not even overestimating like right now, like thirty pieces 
views of content in like 10 minutes. Tet just she spend five minutes or so, or one minute or a few seconds, and when she begins to get bored, she she would she would slide up, slide down, slide, keep sliding, and and I, I could hear that she went through about thirty, from religious messages to skits to um, um, current affairs. She was just going through, and and, and my mind, I thought about it. I'm like, I can imagine what. The amount of work her brain is doing right now, trying to settle and acclimatize and absorb information. And at the end, she has gone through so much and has learned very little. It's, a, it's just she's, she's, she cannot focus anymore. So for people to sit down and focus and watch one thing, if you, if you look at this live I have right now, you see that numbers keep fluctuating from 2019. 19, 16, because some people just can't sit down and watch this thing for one hour. Yeah. And so, so it's, it's, I think focus is the biggest contender of um, in people's lives today. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for that. I, I, I think while you were talking, you, you slide into one of my questions, and I would just like to bring that up straight. So uh, you said focus. I, I think inside the uh, book, I have... I have a particular section where I, I talked about consciousness. Like, I believe there's so much uh, that a man can do or young people can do when you are conscious of one thing at a time. Because, like you said, there's so much distraction and it is super hard to put your mind uh, at a particular place at a particular time. There is so much. And let's say, for example, those... Uh, I'll tell those of us that want to um, do quite a number of things on the internet, you know, there is more like this is where your money comes from. And still, you are particular about purpose. You want to uh, achieve or you want to fulfill your purpose in life. But there's so much of distraction and it is hindering you from focusing. I think I have to come to uh, a particular reality at a point in life. Uh, that I actually cannot focus because I felt like coming online, there is so much that needed your attention and everything seems important. You know, mm. sometimes you want to stay updated. You want to know what is going on. At the same time, you want to read. At the same time, you want to prepare for something different offline. And it seems like everything is clashing together. So I want to ask a question that um, for you, you personally what has helped you to be focused like there is so much you do currently and it's a it's a kind of management structure that you've been able to uh build so far so what has helped you and you feel you feel you can also outsource to people like tell them to try something like this and it will help them to be focused even while they are being productive in whatever they do that's a good question. And um, because for me, I'll be very honest with you, I deal with focus just like you do. Um, it, it's a big, I, I, I lose focus very easily too. Yes. That's the reality. If I, if I sit here and tell you, oh man, uh, I, I'm talking to you as somebody who has overcome. No, no, no. I, I'm dealing with it too. Every single day, I, I, I slide into 
a social media platform just to check what's going on. And before you know it, I'm like 45 minutes in. 45 mm. minutes in. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. And that, and, you know, so so it's there. Like, like um, just, just that need to, you know, just sit down and and to wait you can't wait anymore like the, 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 i think about two weeks ago i went to watch a a magic show and while i was while they were preparing you see my battery of my phone was really terrible <laughs> it's really terrible so it's not so so i have to charge it every every few hours but it's a blessing I read that's a blessing for me because it gets me to take the phone away for a while. So while I was there, the battery of my phone was terribly low and I didn't want it to to die before I I left. So I didn't I didn't touch the phone. I couldn't go on social media. But I realized that during the time when we were trying to prepare, and this was about 15 minutes before the show started, everybody was on their phone. And hmm. because I couldn't use my phone, I was aware. So I was looking around and i saw everybody and nobody was talking to anybody nobody was seeing what was going on and everybody was on their phone and i realized even at this time eh, they could do anything to any of us they could have locked that door and nobody would have known you understand they could have put something in the drinks that they were serving nobody would have known because nobody was aware of their surrounding everybody's head was down people that came as a couple their heads were down and nobody was talking and I just seemed to be the old one out. And my head would have been down too, if not that my phone, the battery was low. So what I'm trying to say is that I'm dealing with focus too. And one way to, to, um, to overcome it, it has to be conscious, it has to be uncomfortable. There is no easy way to overcome that presence of distractions in our life than to do it by force. And uh, and this is where this this is where I'm going to talk about. You need to be intentional. You need to be intentional. Mm. You can't think, oh man, I'm not a social media person. No, they will develop one that is for you that will be your yeah. poison. No matter mm-hmm. who you are, there's one there's one for you that will always take you down. So That's true. you need to be intentional about how to gain focus. And so for me, I'm always trying to read content, read books that talk about how to gain focus. Mm-hmm. Like today now, I've gone out and I, go, when I went out to buy a book. I went out to buy a book today. And the title of the book is Stolen Focus. Stolen oh. Focus. Because I realized it was intentional. So I bought that book. It cost quite a bit. But I realized mm, I, I want to know how to get my focus back. And so people need to be intentional. You can't just say, I'm not going to do it. With that phone in your hand, you will do it. Do you understand? It's just, just that way. So I, I, I'm intentional to the point whereby the certain day of the month that I just cut out social media. I don't, wow. I don't go to social media. Yeah. The certain day of the month, every month, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to detox and go off social media. Very important. Um, like today, people in my mentoring club i sent them a and people on my telegram group too i sent them a video that um a, that someone did two years ago that it was talking about how he was able to go on a seven day um seven day fast of social media and all those distractions and i was talking about how clearer he was in his thinking mm-hmm. and how present he was in his life 
when he did this for seven days. And mm. so, you know, it's, in, it's intentionality. Um, I think one thing I have that has really helped me is I'm okay with being bored. You understand? Mm. I'm okay with being bored. And that's a blessing. People in today's generation or today's world, I don't want to use that generation because this thing cuts across generations. There are 60-year-olds that still have a problem with focus. So it's the, 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 the thing is not restricted to young people. But you see, people don't want to be bored anymore. They don't want to be bored. Mm -hmm. I'm okay mm -hmm. with being bored. And certain things in my life uh, have led up to that. Number one, I studied architecture. And one thing I learned from architecture is some things take time and some things are painstakingly boring, but you need to do it. So when we used to do projects in architecture, if you want to draw grass, so now that there is, everything is computer-aided design, that's mm -hmm. good, but there's a problem there too, because you don't learn how to, you don't learn the art of, of patience, which, which, traditional architecture, drawing with a pen and a T-square will teach you. Now, when, when we used to draw then, when you wanted to create an illusion of or, or represent grass in architecture, what you do is you put points. Point. So if you want to show a grass area, you understand, a lawn, you have to use points on these points, and those points must show. And that thing can take you hours. Just pointing, just like that on the paper. Just pointing, just dots, 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 and you can you can make about like five hundred to six hundred to one thousand dots. But you need to mm. do it. You need that dot. So so you just be doing dots, and so it was boring, but it allowed you to to understand that some things need to be done in boredom. Do you understand? With architecture yes. too, when you wanted to draw roofs, like corrugated roofs, you have to join those lines. And so sometimes you have a wide expanse of a roof and you want to draw roofing sheets, so you have to draw one, one line, one line, one line, one line, one line, one line. It was tedious, it was monotonous, it was boring, but then it taught me how to be bored and productive. So a lot of people don't want to be bored. So the need for entertainment is what distracts you a lot of time. So you've worked for two minutes, your brain's already feeling, I need to laugh, I need to laugh. So you go to Lassisi's page mm. or Lai Wasabi's page just to, you know, you see, that's the problem, you know. So you, are, you, you need to be entertained at every 10-minute interval. That's a problem. That's a problem, you understand? So I, I, I learned that over time that... I don't need entertainment that much, you understand? I don't need entertainment that much. I can easily focus on, on something and do it for a long time. And that's what people need to do. Just, just that in being intentional to know life sometimes is boring to get the work done. All right, okay. That's, that's profound, sir, sincerely. I, I actually learned a lot, and trust me, is, is, is something that uh, everyone is facing, like you said, and we really need to uh, work on it. So let me go to the next question. Sorry about the 
the rain is falling every day here. So okay. I, I have a question, and that's um, that question is actually from one of your podcasts that I listen to. I don't know if it's a podcast, but I listen to it on Instagram. And um, you were talking about how you moved from being a designer to living. I don't know. I can't really articulate what you said, but it's just what the idea was that uh, you left from being a toxic person. That all you do is your skill, your money. Then you you have to realize that this thing you have. To, I, I I think you said you were under pressure at that time. You know, there is so much that you want to attain, and it looks like you are becoming greedy. You understand? So I feel that's a problem too. And um, you mentioned something that he almost detached you from the part of um, what he called from the part of um, purpose. Yes, from the part of purpose. And it looks like you are becoming toxic day after day because all you just want to run after is the money and you've forgotten impact. And I think you now mentioned how you transition into being an impactful person even in your career line so i want to ask that um uh in the process of purpose uh pursuit what do you think is most important that one needs to do for me uh, or let me just give the question this way for me i feel like um you went through a process of self-awareness if i am correct you have to sit down with yourself and be aware of okay this is who i should be not what I'm trying to run after. And eventually it brought a lot of peace and fulfillment into your life. So I want you to talk about how self-awareness really played an important role in your purpose pursuit. And also if you have something else that you can add to it that brought you from where you were before and brought you to this place of fulfillment and at the same time, you are being profitable in your craft. Whoa. All right, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've said that on various platforms about how um, I found design and it became highly competitive for me to the extent whereby I just wanted to, I just wanted to be the guy. I wanted to be the number one designer. And for me, you know, you know, you know the problem about that wanting to be the number one is that... Yes you are always scared of the number two and how far the number two is. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, you know, um, and, and that's one of the issues that we have today. I like what you said about awareness of self. And I will get to that. But, you know, when I, when I started design, I wanted... I. I fell prey to what a lot of people are falling prey to now, which is the, the, the plague of, of impact. Mm. The plague of impact. A lot of people, the problem is we, we want to be impactful, so we go after impact. And there's a problem in that. You see, it doesn't sound bad, but you see... Impact is not something you chase. And that's the first mistake I made when I, I came into design. I wanted mm. to be an impactful designer. It became a goal. But impact is not a goal. 
whenever we make impact a goal, what will happen is that we start looking for skill. We start looking for skill. And this, this is what I mean. You see, when I used to talk to businesses about branding, me, me and my partner then, we used to do something called brand sprints. And in the brand sprints, we will ask business owners different questions so that we know what to design for them for their visual branding. And, you know, there was this part of the question where we always used to ask what they wanted to do in 20 years' time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what their 20-year plan was. And then I, something always hit me, how they always used to talk about scale. And they would say, oh, in 20 years, we want to have made $200 million. In 20 years, we want to have, like, 50 branches. In 20 years, we want to be acquired by so-and-so company for so-and-so amount of money. So it was always about scale. It was, and and so, so people see impact, scale as a form of impact. So we chase impact. So, so I like, I want to be impactful. I want to be an impactful speaker. I want to be an impactful um, designer. But you see, the thing about impact is that it is so dependent on other people in the sense that somebody has to feel the impact and you cannot dictate whether someone will find you impactful or not it's just like mm. in with comedy you can't say i want to make people laugh do you understand because you don't mm. have the power to make people laugh mm. some people no matter mm. how funny you are they will never laugh. Mm-hmm. You understand? They will mm-hmm. not laugh. Mm-hmm. They will not laugh by, by virtue of the fact that you might be, might be cracking a funny joke, but in their mind, they are thinking of someone that just died. You understand? So it's not that mm-hmm. you are not mm-hmm. funny. It's just that you can't be funny to them at that point in time. At that point because in nothing, time. Because nothing is funny at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So if you take the look on their face to mean, this guy did not laugh, so I am not impactful as a comedian. You will all mm. be frustrated because number one, that guy is going through stuff that he can't laugh. Number two, mm. some people, their face, they just can't laugh. Mm. You understand? The muscles of their face cannot mm. just, they can't just smile. They're, they're just serious <laughs> like that. You understand? And if you take the look yeah. at their face, you think, ah, oh, man, I'm not a funny person. I'm not impactful. Mm. Because mm. your indices is coming from other people. And that's what... I was like when I started. I wanted to be number. I wanted to be impactful. So impact was how many people followed me, how mm. many clients I had, mm. how much I was charging, how much my clients were paying me. No, when we go after that kind of thing, we put the power in other people's hands. So if they don't pay us, then we are not impactful. If they don't mm. follow us, then we are not impactful. If we don't get a, a, an amount of subscribers, then we are not impactful. You've taken power out of your hands that you're giving to somebody else. You understand? Mm. How to achieve impact is to express. So your goal at every time is to be expressive, not to be impactful. Mm. And what I mean mm. is that what we need to do is express more. And just, I'm not trying to make you laugh. But I'm just trying to express a joke I have inside me. You understand? Mm-hmm. And if you feel that, mm-hmm. if you feel that joke is funny, you laugh. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not trying yes. to, I'm not trying to make you follow me on social media. 
you understand? But I'm trying to express my thoughts. And if you think my thoughts are good enough and inspires you enough to follow me, that's good. You understand? But I'll mm. continue to express myself. So the key is that we must always express. It's expression that we should seek, not impact. Impact is a byproduct of honest expression. So when you're honest with your expression, some people just say, I love this guy. I like this guy. Mm-hmm. I like the way he talks. Mm-hmm. I, like the way, mm-hmm. I like the way he dresses. Man, I'm following. You understand? Mm-hmm. But if you're like, man, what can I do so that people can follow me? What can I see? You always live under that pressure. And every time you live under that pressure, you'll be looking at, I did this. They didn't follow me. But that guy did this and they are following him. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I hate mm-hmm. that guy. I hate that guy because he's stealing my audience. And that's where mm-hmm. envy and bitterness comes in. But when mm-hmm. you realize that you are a unique person on your own, which is where self-awareness comes in, when you realize who you are and you realize that you are unique, your, your, your voice texture is unique, your complexion mm-hmm. is unique, your height mm-hmm. is unique, your weight is unique, and you own it. When you own it, you find someone that just loves all those things about you and they follow you. You are not trying hard. All you are, all you are is just expressing who you are. You are just being yourself. So you're not true. trying to you're, you're not trying to win people. So the goal in life is always is always to express. Expression is what makes you impactful. When you go after impact, you'll be frustrated. You understand? Mm. And people that go after impact are the people that go after trying to buy followers and trying to you know manipulate things and stuff like that. You don't go after impact. You go after expression. It's an expression that you find your true audience that loves you the way you are. But you can never express until you know who you are as a person and you own who you are as a person. So there are two levels of, of, of awareness. There are some people who don't know who they are. There are some people who know who they are but don't own it. They hate who they are. And there are people who know who they are and they own who they are. You understand? So that's the highest level. And I used to be at that, at that point, at the point in time when I, I knew who I was, but I didn't own it. I knew I loved art. I knew I was a good artist, but I didn't own it. I, I was always envying the people that were good at science. So when mm-hmm. we were in secondary school and they were trying to choose which class do you go to, art class or science class, even though I knew I was a good art student, I went to science. You understand? So I knew what I had, but I didn't own it. And a lot of people do that in secondary school now. Mm-hmm. And they take their mm-hmm. life off track for a very long time. So you must own who you are. Every single thing about you own. You understand? Own it and just say, this is who I am. And express that. And then you realize that people will love you for who you are, just the way you are. Oh, wow. That is um, superb. Uh, okay. Let, 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 me, let me just add to that. From a personal experience, Experience, I, I, I realized that at a point in my life, I was becoming plastic, like more like I was not living the life I wanted because, you know, there's this game of conformity when you're trying to look at somebody and you're not even trying to be intrinsic about yourself, you know, okay, what is unique about this person? Like, oh. I mean, sitting down to reflect you know i'll become aware of who i am and how my framework works you understand so i i also believe that if everybody is the same in the entire world then we'll not have varieties of people doing different things so i feel 
it's also very important that everybody have to come to the reality of okay i actually cannot be like this person this person yeah. is this person and i don't have to duplicate myself and eventually like you said it will detoxify us from um every of those envy and all that so um still on that uh, particular question uh or let me say let me dive into uh, another question and that is um you know the the digital age that we are in is is loading us with so much i believe that the world is not as advanced as, as it was some 10 years ago and you would agree with me that, that there is so much information to consume every single day and in my own um what's it called in my own sense i would say that directly or indirectly people have been mentored in a direction that they might not even be aware of you understand sir so you might just be looking at something and with time like you said you get acclimatized with that kind of thing there are some people that there are some kind of people they actually watch if they want to laugh you know yeah. no matter how much you are talking about from people it really does not make sense with, uh, to them and most of those jokes they have some elements in it that they are actually mentorship element because you start seeing life in that direction even though it's a joke and you might not know that it is the weakness of that person that is being expressed in whatever they do and giving yourself fully into it either directly or indirectly it it absorbs so much and or you absorb so much and you become somebody of like uh my pastor will say you wake up and you'll be scared of who you become because you actually thought you would never do this kind of thing uh, in your entire life so that brought me to the question of mentorship and guidance uh, i have um, a section in the book that i dedicated to mentorship and i actually titled that part uh templates and models because i believe that everybody is being mentored uh consciously or unconsciously but in your own um scene let, let me just say that i i want to believe you've not achieved so much like this even up to consciousness and even your awareness you know staying true to your calling without uh mentorship or guidance like i say because i i i, I know you have quite a number of people you mentor and i believe that it is a product of mentorship that can value mentorship so obviously for you to gather a uh, 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 a group of people and start training them is because you know that these guys will actually just do anything they want and eventually they might not be able to achieve as much as they should eventually so i believe that you value mentorship and i want you to talk about it. what is the role of mentorship in trying to achieve purpose you know you have your personal goal uh, at hand, but you just step out every day trying to do anything. But I believe that there is a step-by-step -step structure that somebody can put you through, that you can actually achieve something. So what, what do you have to say about mentorship and guidance? Like how important is it to um, growth and purpose fulfillment generally? Oh. All right. Um, with, with, with mentoring, it, it, it's a big passion of mine. Okay. 
um, mentoring. Um, however, you know, it, it, it's, it's one of the most abused things in today's world. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. one of the most abused things. Um, and I'll tell you why. Because the thing is people seek mentors to tell them what to do. And that's not right. People seek mentors to tell them what to do. And I don't think a mentor is someone... You, you shouldn't look for a mentor when you don't have direction. And mm. I see a lot of people without direction choosing mentors or seeking mentors. And mm -hmm. It's not going to work. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm. It, when you choose a mentor and you don't have direction, then there's a high possibility that that mentor would become your God. And that's a very dangerous place for you as a human being to be, mm. where another human being becomes your God. You seek a mentor when you have a direction you want to go, but you need somebody to encourage you on your way. You need somebody to guide you. You need somebody to tell you, hmm, watch out there, or someone to say, mm. you can do it. Mm. For someone, mm. but people want mentors to tell them, that's the way you should go. This is what you should do. That's a very dangerous thing to do. And I see a lot of mentors that, are, that, that try to um, take that position in people's life. They become their voice. They become their direction. It, 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 it is very dangerous. Um, because the person that tells you what to do with your life becomes your God. Whether, true. whether you like it or not, subconsciously, mm -hmm. the person that tells you what you should be doing with your life becomes mm -hmm. a God to you. And that if that true. person is, is a terrible person, they will begin to manipulate you. Mm -hmm. And that happens a lot in, in what, you, what you call religious organizations where people, it's just like people go to pastors and um, spiritual leaders to tell them what to do. When someone tells you what to do and you begin to find some kind of pseudo-success there, you begin mm. to believe that to find more success, you need to listen to more of what that person is saying. So I tell my mentees this. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to listen to what your your inner person, your soul, because your greatest mentor is on your inside. Your greatest mm. guide is on your inside, not on the outside. The most, the wisest person that can guide you is on your inside. The problem is that we don't trust that person. We don't trust that that person is even speaking to us. We don't, because mm. that, that person is a spirit, is your spirit within you. That spirit knows what you should be doing. It tells you, mm. it prompts you. It prompts you by mm. making you have various preferences. So you're like, I like to do this. I don't like this. I like to wear this. I don't like it. Look, all those things are direction. They are, they, are, they are compasses. But people don't follow it because they don't trust it. Number one, they don't even believe that. That thing, talking to them on the inside, 
is of higher intellect. So they think it's mm. my mind. My mind is telling me my mind is not that smart. Because they, they equate that spirit to them. So they think, I didn't do well in primary school. Why should I listen to my mind now? Me, I can't do well in primary school. Mm. But they don't understand that it is, it is not your spirit that went to primary school. It is your body. That's you true. understand? Your body yes. went to primary school. Your spirit doesn't need a schooling. Your mm. spirit is schooled. What he needs you to do is to listen and to obey. So what wow. a mentor does, a good mentor is meant to align you with your spirit, mm. not to bring mm. his own understanding, your own way. You understand? So if, if I'm your mentor, um, I shouldn't be the one telling you, actually, write a book on this. No. Mm. My, my purpose as a mentor is to allow you to be comfortable enough and vulnerable enough to me, with me to say, sir, I have this leading to write a book, but I don't think I can. I don't think my English mm. is that good. I don't think I'm good enough. My, my, my duty as a mentor is to tell you, actually, listen to that voice on your inside, write that book. You understand? It's mm. to guide you to make the decision that your spirit has already told you to make that you're scared of making in the first place. You understand? Mm. So, so, so it is not... It is not um, a, a mentor is not a is not a guide per se. A mentor is an encourager. Your spirit mm -hmm. is your guide. Do you understand? So the main mm -hmm. thing your mentor should do is to attach you to your spirit. Do you understand? Your spirit has infinite wisdom. Beyond you, you understand, and 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 what he wants you to do is to cling to that wisdom. So you know, before school, there was your spirit. Do you understand? That and that's why, mm -hmm. that's why when you look at mm. people like mm. Da Vinci, Leonardo Da Vinci, who was not formally educated, you understand, was not mm -hmm. formally educated, but could do a lot of incredible things in art and science and architecture and medicine, how did he do it? Mm. How did he know what to do? Mm. Because he was a highly spiritual person. You understand? He went with the inkling of his mind to do, let me do this this way. Let me paint this way. But he had mentors that, that were able to guide him. He was an apprentice for a while. But in the end, he was, he, he was a highly spiritual person. Mm -hmm. And so now, a lot of people want another human being to tell them what to do and so you see them hopping around mm. they hop around so you see i i, I believe that when the knowledge when the knowledge era right now where a lot of people are uh sharing knowledge that's, but then the, the, there's a knowledge overload too mm. the knowledge overload people are not are not settling down to with with a person or with a voice you understand or with a guide so you have so many people teaching you and then you have a cocktail of knowledge in your head that some of them are jamming each other you understand it's not making sense anymore mm -hmm. so you see and that's part of the distraction we're talking about so for me as a person i i don't follow that many people I don't listen to that many people. That's the truth. My wife knows me. So when she tells me, oh, listen to this, I just listen to this news message by 
this person. Mm-hmm. You have to listen. I, so most of them, I don't listen. You understand? I don't listen. I tell her, give me the gist of it, yes. But I don't listen. Part-time, part-time, I have a teacher. Part-time, I have a teacher. And when I realize that that teacher has given me what I want, I move on to the next one. You understand? But mm. I, 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 do, I don't have this cocktail that people do. You understand? So when people sign up to my mentoring, eh, my desire is, when you're part of my mentoring, I say, don't follow any other person that is saying something similar to what I'm saying for the next two years. At least give, give me two years eh, to guide you before you now start saying you are mixing up other people because you will get confused. You understand? Because for everybody, there is your own thing. So you have your own author. There's an author for you that no matter what that person writes, when you read it, you're like, mm, that makes sense. Some people mm. will read that kind of say, oh, what rubbish is this guy writing? I don't understand what the guy is writing. This is rubbish, Jerry. This is a waste of my time. Mm-hmm. But for you, every single thing he writes makes sense. That is your author. You understand? Stick with him because mm. he helps you, he guides you. You must find your author. There is your pastor. There is your musician. That's there is your, the, the, you know, this, this is your thing. But a lot of people are mixing and matching too much. So they are mixing and matching mentors, mixing and matching teachers. So but as they are doing one five-step program with this person, they are doing eight-step program with this, and in the end, they don't move further any Flash step at thing. all. They are not taking any step at all. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. So mm. I feel you mm. need to mm. reduce the noise, you understand? And reduce the noise to one, one person mm. who is not telling you what to do with your life but it's aligning you and giving you enough courage to follow the main person that should tell you what to do with your life, which is your spirit within you. So that's the ultimate mentor. And when I mentor people, I want to mentor them to the point whereby, you see, when I start mentoring, we always start with a lot of calls, most of them, you understand? They'll call me every week, five times a week, you understand? But one thing I realize is, I, I, let, I let it go like that. But when I, as months go by, it starts to reduce. They'll call you once a week, then once in two months, then once in <laughs> six months. You see, I am happy when that happens because it's telling me mm. that they are beginning to listen to their own inner compass and they don't mm. need me that much. I, I want to mentor people to the point whereby they don't contact me for five years. And after five years, I'm like, oh, I'm having this confusion again. That's good. You understand? But you see that the problem with the mentors too, the, the so-called mentors and the coaches is that they want to keep people always asking questions. That's the problem. Yes. That's the problem. So when someone signs up to your stuff and you're like, we need to sign up to the next level so that we can go to the next level, you're always keeping them close instead of letting them out. You understand? So mentoring, a mentoring relationship, eh? The contact should be reducing as time goes on. But the way people have structured coaching and mentoring, they want the contact to be increasing every time to the point where you're almost living in their house. So you're living in their house. You understand? They're always seeing you and they're like, okay, well, go and buy Phil right now. Go and buy, then you become a slave. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, yes, I about freeing people. You must be able to free people. Where the person says, I made this decision, I didn't need to call you anymore. Then that's when you realize that you are truly mentoring. You understand? You must liberate liberate people to be able to make their own decisions. Oh wow, that is that is superb, Sam. So um, 
I, I, I just want to add something little to that part. I, in, in the book, I, I, I wrote, I think in that part of mentorship, I, I wrote something that um, some mentors are actually lead, that's L-I-D, and some are L-E-A-D, that's lead. So some can become a lead to you. And that's what you just explained now, that eventually they can even cap your progress, you know, not letting you explore. And I think it's really rampant. Like you said, quite a number of people, in fact, there's even this um, outburst of mentors that should not be mentors. And what I mean by that is that somebody that is still learning uh, to place their feet on a particular, uh, what's it called, on a particular uh, platform is willing to tell somebody what to do. I don't know if you understand that. Okay. Let's say, for example, okay, there's one, there's one, there's one meme I saw. Uh, the day thread was launched, and somebody was like, "Someone is already selling a course on how to market on thread," and he's like, <laughs> "We are just entering this thing for okay. the first time. So, what are you trying to do?" So, uh, there's so much of, or uh, there are so many people outside there that they are just mentorship on. I would say that word like is that need for impact that, that that I told you about. Everybody mm, yes, wants that, to impact. Mm -hmm. You understand? So mm -hmm. everybody's quick to say, "I want a student. Mm -hmm. I want to be impacting mm -hmm. a life." Mm -hmm. You understand? So, mm -hmm. so is that need for impact as a goal? When you make impact as a goal, you are in a hurry to talk. You are that's, in a hurry that's to, true. to teach. You are in a hurry to be mm. to school people. Is that impatience? Mm. You see, mm. true teachers are not in a hurry to teach. Students, mm. no. look for them. But in today's world, where everybody wants to impact, people build schools first. But it doesn't work mm. that way. If you look at all those other, if you look, if you look at early, early philosophers, early teachers, eh, mm. the students mm. came to them. You understand? That's true. And it, That's was true. From, it was from the accumulation of the students that they began to build schools. You understand? Mm. Oh, this space doesn't contain mm. us anymore. We need a space where these people can come. But now people mm. build the spaces first and want students to and start advertising for students to come. And, and that's because we're in a hurry to impact. And as I said, impact should never be a goal. Impact is not a goal. Expression is a goal. Mm. Just express yourself. Mm. And someone will say, I love your expression. I love, I love what you just said. Can you teach me? You know, that, that, that is how, that's how Eastern philosophers used to do. The Eastern philosopher will be living in the jungle. In the jungle. Mm. Nobody, knows, nobody knows him. But someone will hear, oh, there's this guy that lives in this jungle somewhere in China or Tibet. And they will go and look for him in that jungle and say, we heard you have a teaching about how to get, how to be happy or how to be peaceful, then the person mm. will teach them. You see, he didn't need to advertise himself. You understand? Because he was not in a hurry to teach. So when you watch, there's a movie called Karate Kid, the first one. Okay. I think even in the second one, they did the same thing. In the first one and the second one that Jackie Chan and um, Will Smith's son was in, there was something similar. In the first one, there was a teacher called Mr. Miyagi. 
this boy, there was a boy that was getting bullied and wanted to learn karate. And he went to Mr. Miyagi. Just like Will Smith's son was getting bullied and went to Jackie Chan. And the first thing they did was to turn them down. He said, I'm not, I'm not going to teach you. I'm not teaching you. A true teacher is not someone that jumps at, oh, let them know how much I know. Do you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They said, I'm not mm-hmm. teaching you. Do you understand? They wanted to know whether those people were ready to be taught in the first place. So you can see in the, in the in Karate Kid, Mr. Miyagi brought the guy for a while and said, I'm not teaching you, go back. I'm not teaching you, go. I'm not teaching you, go. They had to prove that, look, this person really cherished this knowledge. You understand? So there was that humility. But there's no humility today anymore. You understand? Mm. And that's why somebody, a day after Tread launched, can come out and say he wants to write how to be successful on Tread. He has not spent time to even learn the platform. You understand? Mm. But because we must mm-hmm. always talk, we must always teach, we must always be impactful. Mm. When impact becomes a goal, then there's a problem. You understand? Then, then you begin to covert audiences. So you look at somebody and the person has 300,000 followers and ah, man, I need to get followers like that. No. Mm. You understand? Then we, we put up a video on YouTube and we're, and we're like, you get 42 views. But two views is even more self. You get 10 views and you're like, ah, just 10 views. You see, when you make impact a, a, a goal, and mm-hmm. you make skill a goal, you begin to undermine the value of a person. So mm-hmm. 10 people, you, you detest 10 people. You're like, just 10 people. But you can't create one person. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because, you, because impact is your, is your goal. So what you're looking for is 100,000 views before you start saying, I've done something. But you don't understand that one view is one person saying, I want to spend time watching this thing. Mm. You can't mm. create that one life. You understand what I'm That's saying? So, yes. so, so, so I, agree, I agree with what you're saying in terms of people are so impact hungry that they've forgotten that just by mere expression, impact becomes a byproduct. You understand? Mm. Mere expression, you don't need to sell jack. You don't need to sell anything. All you need to do is express. By expressing, you attract. By expressing, you attract those who would love you for who you are. You mm. understand? Animals understand it. Humans don't understand it. Yes. You see? Mm, mm, mm. A, a peacock eh, is not trying to make you love it. It is just the way it is. When it spreads, that is fun. It's expressing. It's not doing it so that you can take a selfie with it. He's doing it so that he can, he can marry. You know, he can mate. You understand? Yeah. For him, he's, he's expressing. He's doing his work. You understand? That's what he does by nature. Mm. An ego doesn't fly high so that you can write a book about it. No, it flies like that because that's how he does. He can't do more than that. That's mm-hmm. that, that, that's how mm-hmm. he expresses itself. You see, so that's true. So, a, a chameleon doesn't change its color so that you can you can you can break the internet. You understand or gets um, seventy million views. It changes its color because that is how it adapts. That is how it protects itself. The same thing with us. If you just express yourself the way you are, people will marvel. 
but people are beginning to act mm. you understand that act mm. that act mm -hmm. of saying oh how should i act so that people can be attracted then you begin to lose it you understand you become an act and nobody no, nobody's impressed by an act or nobody's impressed by an act for long and you can't keep up an act for long Mm -hmm. Wow, thank you so much. Sincerely, you, you just broke everything down uh, very simple, in a very simple uh, way. So um, because of our time, let me just go to the last uh, question, which I personally want to ask you. So um, I believe that every young person is just, should I say, I would say selective pressure. Because I feel like part-time, you are under one pressure or the other. It's just that pressures are different uh, from one another. But I, I believe that you can manage pressure. Not only manage, but you can also balance um, your, should I say, your running or striving for success, striving to have a good life. At the same time, you can balance it with your normal life because I I, I feel like most people have even uh, they've lost touch with their with their physical surrounding because of this digital space. Like people can really not relate. Like you mentioned, everybody is just online. If you don't touch your phone in a day, you might be sick. Like it oh. will look like a big part of you has left, oh. and oh. it has become it has eaten people hope to that point that we really cannot relate, like I said, with our natural environment. Imagine a group of friends cannot even talk for one hour unless they are keeping touch with their phone, you know, trying to know what is going on online. And eventually they don't really have meaningful discussions because even if they disagree from that point, there is something I still go and meet that will feed that whole in my heart and people have more or less replaced things you know i am of the opinion that the digital is actually caused so many broken marriage today because there's so much you want to listen to you know a wife that should be at home the husband that should be doing this and all that and everybody's just busy online so i want to i believe you are it's not even i believe i know you are married and you are also one of the like i said you work on the digital space you have uh, you have children, and you do quite a lot of things, both online and offline. How do you balance it? You know, people are trying out in life. They are trying to get their feet uh, in things. And most people, they are already in mess. Like, if you cannot manage this small thing, what about when you start growing bigger? What about when you get married? How do you even want to do it? You know, you have to be responsible to your kids. You have to attend to quite a number of things. Would it look like you have to outsource your parenting because you have to keep up with the social media? How do you manage that kind of pressure? Like, how do you manage it? How do you organize your life that you are still relevant, even in your family, in your marriage uh, to your wife, uh, and even in your career? Oh. So that's a work-life balance question. Yes. Um... I think that it's, a, it's, a, it's a funny thing that people search for work-life balance, um, which should not be, you understand. We, we should not search for work-life balance. And, and, and that's why I do this thing called life branding. When you 
separate your work in one container and life in one container, you will always be juggling. You understand? Hmm. That means you have two entities. You have two entities and you are always juggling. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. So that's, that's work-life balance. So some people have work, work, um, um, spiritual life or work, church, life hmm. balance. So they have three things. So they are even they are, they are even busier. You understand? So they are juggling three things. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. people have mm-hmm. work, school, church, church, life balance. So they are juggling four mm-hmm. things. So, so the more things you have in your life as compartments, the more you are going to be stressed. The more mm-hmm. you are going to be like, oh, I will spend time with this person. I will spend time doing this. I will spend time doing that. Um, I don't believe in work like life balance. I believe in doing your life's work. Mm. And it's something myself and my wife have been talking about for a while. And she said that thing. She said she doesn't believe in jobs. She believes in she believes in doing your life's work. When you are doing your life's work, balance will come. Mm. When you are doing your mm. life's work, balance will come. You understand? So sometimes eh, we chase byproducts instead of the real thing. Mm, mm. So that's why, that's why, like, like we chase impact instead of expression, forgetting that when we express, impact will come. Impact. Mm. Yeah, we chase balance instead of fulfillment, forgetting that when we are fulfilled, balance will mm. come. And that's one thing I've, I've I've learned. You see, I used to do this juggling thing too. This, um, okay, I need to spend time. So my wife said, oh, you're spending too much time doing um, design work. Come out, spend some time with us. You understand? That used to happen. Mm-hmm. And I realized that it was, happen- it was happening at a time when I wasn't feeling design anymore. I wasn't enjoying design anymore. I was doing it as a job to pay the bills. So I was always at it trying to make it work so that I can pay the bills. But deep in my spirit, I realized, Mentola, you are not feeling this thing anymore. And when you are doing something that your spirit doesn't click with anymore, you start doing it in your own strength. And your Mm. own strength is always not enough. And that's why you never find balance. That's why you're always at the wheel working. (laughs) You're always working. You understand? Once the the spirit just goes out of it like this, it just loses balance immediately. You understand? That's one of the evidences. That's why you realize some people, they've been working, doing photography for a long time, and then after a while, clients start crash, clashing. It starts affecting their health. They are getting mm-hmm. sick. They are getting too stressed. Mm-hmm. But this thing, you've been doing it for the last 15 years, and that's been going very well because you've gotten to a point whereby your spirit doesn't align it anymore. You're just pushing it by yourself. And when you start mm-hmm. pushing it by yourself, that's when you begin to lose balance. Relationship starts to fail. Relationship gets strained. But because I'm doing my life's work, when you do your life's work, something happens. You get energized. So for me, I realized that design was not my life's work anymore. I had to evolve to becoming a teacher. Mm. But then my, my, my mm. mind was like, teacher, teacher. What I'll be doing now, recording podcast. How will they be paying me? Who will pay me for podcast? How will I send my children to school? This design thing I've been building for the past 
18 years. People know me. They don't argue my rate anymore. Let me just pitch my tent there. You see? When I, when, when I was still holding on to design as a lifeline, because I didn't like what I was doing, every minute I was doing it, I was angry, I was frustrated. So when my children come and I'm okay, go, 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 go away, go away. I'm busy, I'm busy, I'll come meet you later. So I was always I was an mm. angry person. You see, I'll be walking, my wife will be talking to me, I'll not be paying attention because I didn't like what I was doing. But when I finally had the courage to say, you know what, I want to be a teacher. And I want my job that to be teaching, speaking, making podcasts. I don't know how I'm going to make money from it, but I'm going to just do it because my spirit is leading me. When I started doing it, every time I have a live like this or I record a podcast, my spirit rewards me with something. It rewards me with energy and mm. and optimism. Mm. I just feel so good with myself. Mm. Now, when I now go and spend time with my wife, even if it's five minutes, it will be five minutes of quality time. It will be five minutes mm. of a happy, fulfilled, not conflicted husband. So I'm, mm. dead, I'm listening mm. to her. I can advise her. I can encourage her because you know what? I just filled myself of doing my life's work. You understand? Mm. When you do your life's mm. work, even when you spend five minutes with your children, your children, it'll be like five hours. But when you are doing your, your hard work, eh, when you spend five hours, your children will be like, oh, Daddy, Daddy, I think you should go now. I think it's enough. It's enough. You can go. We don't need you here anymore. That's it. Because you are bringing a conflicted, angry angry envious person to that relationship mm. so it's not about the, the the amount of time it's the quality of time mm. so for, for sure there's sometimes i spend more time doing my speaking sometimes i can go out and speak and come back in the night you understand but when i come back in that night if i'm spending 10 minutes with my wife we talk in such a way that she feels is 10 hours so in actual fact it's not balanced because i still spend 10 hours doing something and 10 minutes doing the other thing but you know what the person i spent 10 minutes with got everything they needed to get so that mm -hmm. is the balance mm -hmm. so the balance is mm -hmm. not in the time a lot of people try mm -hmm. to balance the time i will spend five hours in this five hours in this no 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 because in that five mm. hours, if the person doesn't get what they need from you, it's still not balanced. Mm. But if you can spend 23 hours of your life doing your life's work, and that one hour with your family, and they can say, Daddy was with me, and he made me feel good. Mm. That one hour is balanced. Your day is balanced already. You understand? Mm. So the balance mm. is not mm. in the equation of the time. It's in the equation of the emotion and the value that goes into the time. You understand? Yeah. So, so that's how I've been able to do it. I always do my life's work. So my life's work always fills my tank. And when my tank is full, I cannot but fill somebody, else, somebody else's tank in my house. My, as a friend, as a mentor, as a, I must always fill people's tank because my tank is full. But when I'm doing my hard work, it drains me. So when I go and meet those other people, mm. I don't want them to join me any further. So they become kind of irritating to me. Like, okay, I'm listening, but I'm not really listening. Do you understand? I'm talking, but I'm, mm. I'm not really talking. I'm empathetic, mm. but I'm not 
completely empathetic. Mm-hmm. I just want to do the mm-hmm. job of I'm here for you, which is not mm-hmm. what we are meant to do. So it's not about work-life balance. It's about doing your life's work. You must find your life's work. But a lot of people are not doing their life's work because they are scared. Because your life's work is always some crazy stuff that you never know how That's it can take care of. It's always some crazy stuff. It's, always, it's, ne- it's, ne- it's never the typical stuff. It's never, mm-hmm. it's hardly ever working in Shell or working in Excel, ExxonMobil or working in, um, you know, one great, it's hardly ever that. It's always that ridiculous thing that, that you feel will never connect the dots. But the incredible thing about it is that it always does. It mm-hmm. always does. You just need to have the faith to do it. So if anybody is listening here t- tonight, I think what I want to close with is find your life's work. A lot of you know your life's work. A lot of you know it already. They are just struggling with it. They are struggling with it because they are feeling, ah, man, this job is taking care of me. This job is... No, 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 no. Because that job is stressing you out. Mm. And sometimes God will help you by getting you fired from that job. So a lot of times, <laughs> God cares for us so much that he gets us fired from our hard work. And mm-hmm. when you're fired from your hard work, that's when you now begin to sit down and say, there's so many people I've met and I've spoken to that have, when they got their clarity, when they got their clarity was when they got fired from their job. There's a friend of mine who's on the call right now. You see, mm-hmm. We spoke last week and he, the other time I was working a job, you understand, that wasn't really, you know, what, what, wasn't what he wanted to do. The last time he spoke, he was telling me about how the job was stressful. But then... Well, by some reason, the God job got terminated. And the last time I spoke with him, I could see that he had grown intellectually. I could see that there was more value. I wanted to, I didn't want that call to end. You understand? I didn't want the call to end. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I realized that he was now on the path to doing his life's work. So find your life's work, you understand? Have the courage. That would that, be, be the most courageous thing you can do, but you'll never regret it. Never ever regret it doing your life's work and your family and people around you will enjoy you more when you're doing your life's work oh wow wow so profound so 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 profound thank you so much uh mr tola alabi so um i don't want to go over everything that you've said like i said because of time so i just want you to say just one word uh to everyone on this podcast, I said podcast, on this live, uh, uh, what was it called, this Instagram live, can you just say one last thing to everyone, like one thing that can uh, uh, more like uh, gather everything that we've been talking about since morning and everyone can have it at the right hand and take it on, just one thing, sir. All right. And the one thing I'm going to say is the answer is within you already. The answer Mm -hmm. is within you already. Stop looking for the answer outside of you. The answer is on your inside. I was talking with someone just before I came on this call, and I was asking her, um, I said, what will be your, what will be a perfect life for you? Just describe what your perfect life would be. What would you be doing in your perfect life? And she said something interesting. 
She said, my perfect life would be to do the will of God. Mm. I said, that thing doesn't, what you said now sounds good, but it doesn't make sense. Mm. And that's how some of us are abstract with what we say, we, we say sometimes. It's abstract. So I told her, no, 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 no. I said, this will of God, eh, we always think it is out there. You understand? We don't understand that the will of God is in us already. So it is that thing in your heart that God has put by default that you desire. That is the will of God. It is not that thing that your pastor tells you on the outside. The God's voice is never loudest on the outside. It's loudest on the inside. You decide to be courageous to say, this is what I want to do in my life. This, this is really what I want to do. And that happened to me in 2020. I told you that when I was doing design, man, I got into a point in design where I was actually successful. I was an authority. Do you understand? Mm. Authority. Mm. Nobody wished to argue. I, I didn't to do two things for people. One. Yes, it was, it, was, it was my logo. Now two. I didn't do two. One. And, I, and they take it. If you don't take it, take it or leave it. And they never left it. You understand? <laughs> I, read a, I, read, I read a comfortable place where I could dictate my time, I could dictate my race. Mm-hmm. Now, but I, but, but I wasn't enjoying it anymore. And in 2020, I started the year by doing seven days of a YouTube live. So every morning when I drop my children off at school, I'll come and I'll do a live on YouTube and people will come and ask me questions and I'll be answering their questions and I'll be talking to them. And after the seven days, I said, man, that was amazing fun. I love that, man. And I said, okay, so I've done seven days of YouTube live now to get back to work, being a designer. And then I thought to myself, what if that was my life? Creating mm. content and putting it out there and people asking me questions. Mm. Something mm. told me that can't be your life now. now. That's too irresponsible now. You can't be doing that. You do your seven days. Seven days of doing what you want, then go back and do your regular nine-to-five design job. And I said, no, why can't I just make content? Why, why can't I live my life and do what I really want to do? Mm-hmm. That would be a perfect life to me. But I battled with it for a very long time till my clients started firing me. I said, Sometimes God loves you so much. My clients just started dropping me one by one. Mr. Tola, we can't work together anymore. Mr. Yeah. Tola, we don't need your services anymore. I'm telling you, just started how happening. And I lost all my clients. Then my friend now told me, now do that your perfect life. You don't have any clients to work with anymore. Do your perfect life. So I went to go and clean my, I cleaned my ring light. I bought a mic. I got <laughs> And I started recording content like crazy. Mm. And that has been my perfect life. Every day I wake up. Every day I wake up, I'm, I'm happy. Every day. Every day I see what I've been able to create and the lives that I've been able to torture by expressing my thoughts. I am so happy. You see, I wake up happy. It's not about how much I have in the bank account. It's about I know that I'm doing the best of me part-time. And everybody mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. the right to do the best of them part-time. So my mm. my... But that answer did not come from the outside. It wasn't my pastor that called me and said, Tola, I saw you in a dream doing content. No, it was, it was the pastor on the inside that told me. So listen to that quote mm. on the inside 
that pastor on the inside, that motivational figure on the inside, that guide on the inside, and, and that person would help you to achieve the life that you've always wanted. Oh, wow. Thank you so much, sir. I think uh, I have a question, please. I have somebody, somebody ask a question now, so that before we go, please, can I can I ask the question from you, sir? All right, I can tell one question. No problem. All right, it's just one. He said, sir, on doing life work, at what stage does one come into a place knowing that that is the person's life's work? I don't know if you understand that. Now, you see, a lot of times we make things grand. And maybe that life's work I said is sounding very grand in someone's eyes. So <laughs> they are still thinking in terms of impact. You understand? Mm -hmm. They're thinking, oh, my life's work. What's my life's work? That just sounds like something that should have a soundtrack to it. No, your life is not, it's not that deep. It's not that deep. Your life's work. Is that work that your mind is telling you to do now? Mm. You understand? Mm. Mm. So it's not grand. It's not grand, and it's not a bus stop, and it's not. It's not. A, it's not grand. It's not a bus stop, and it's not inside a container. It's a thing you do part time. So your life's work is not my life's work. Is to to record podcast. No. No, 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 no. That's what you, that, 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 that is your life work at the moment. Mm. You might wake up tomorrow and something else. You understand? Your life's work might be to encourage you, your, your friend who is writing exam right now and to just send them a message and say, I know you're writing a stressful exam right now, but I really pray that this exam goes well for you. You do that work because that is niggling on your mind. Hmm. I've been thinking about GD. GD, it's why GD on my mind. GD is writing exams. I thought you say send GD a message. That is your life's work. That that GD's message. So 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 it's not it's not grand. You understand? Your life's work is never. It's not grand. It's in the little things. But the the beautiful thing is that it is accumulatively grand. So it might be little things per day. But when, when you think back about your life, people say, you can tell yourself, I'll live a good life. You understand? So it's accumulatively <laughs> grand. Or when, or when you die eventually, which we all will, people will look back on your life and say, and that guy was a great guy. You understand? <laughs> Not by the one single grand thing he did, but the accumulation of small things that he was obedient in doing every day. So your life's work, it's, it, it, it's per time, you understand? So you don't, you don't come to a point. At this time that you are watching these things, there's a life's work on your mind. But you are undermining it because, number one, you feel our life's work is that which brings in the most money. No, your life's work might not even bring in money. You feel your life's work is the one that gathers the most audience. No, your life's work might be something you've done in private just between you and somebody. You understand what I'm saying? So it's mm -hmm. never about, mm -hmm. I, would, I would emphasize this, it's never about, the, it's the compound effect. Yeah, that was Vanilla said. The compound effect, it is, it is not, it's not about, it's not about the grand thing. So a lot of people are looking for grand. Mm -hmm. They're looking for grand and they're undermining the small. Not understanding that it's the small that becomes grand. 
understand? So that's why I talk about you make a video, there's one like or one comment, and because it's one comment, you don't answer it. You understand? Not knowing that that one comment might be the reason why that video was made. Not for that one person, not for mm. hundred thousand mm. people. You mm. understand? There are twenty five mm-hmm. people on this on this right now. Man, it's just enough. Mm-hmm. You understand? Doesn't mm-hmm. matter whether they are twenty five or they are, they are seven hundred or one thousand. It's just enough because these are the people that were meant to listen. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. it, it is not a, some people. Your life's work was just obeying that thing that I just said. Click this life. Mm-hmm. Okay, click it, and you've listened and that impacted you. You've done your life's work today. That, that's the most important thing you, you have done today. If you die today, God will say, you've done well. And you say, what did I do well today? You watched that life. That was well. And I said, yes, because you obeyed. You understand? That was important to me. You understand? So, your life's work is not, is not, is not, not some mystical, elaborate thing. It's the compound effect of all the small things you do, that you are obedient to your spirit in doing that makes it grand. Oh, wow. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Sincerely, we can stay here all night listening to um, Mr. Tola Labi. Thank you so much, sir, for coming on this first episode. I I was thinking about it this afternoon that thank God I'm having uh, someone like you opening the floor on um, Bluetooth conversation I'm really um, excited and I'm I am happy. Thank you so much, sir, for for joining us. Thank you for sharing so much um, to us. In fact, me personally, I will have to save this so that I can go and listen again because there are some parts that I thought I heard and actually I did not hear it. And I, and that that is what I'm telling to everyone here that mm-hmm. it's something you can listen to again, like he mentioned. You don't need to jump from one thing or the other. Sincerely, you can write so much from just this podcast. And, you know, this is actually a trigger to follow the coach on your inside. Like uh, Mr. Tola mentioned, everyone has that spirit on our inside. And it is just what to show us. Uh, we, so humans are just to maybe direct us to the point where we can start. Mm. I'll use the word fellowshipping with that spirit. So they just want to, they have to bring you to the point of awareness of what is inside of you, which is your grand code. So eventually you'll not be following another person's route. And let me also say something in that part that uh, everyone is different, you know, everyone is running a race and the best of your knowledge is how much you know about yourself. So if you are trying to transfer that to somebody else, it will look like the person neglecting what is unique inside of them that should be brought out as an expression and you're forcing your own on them. And sometimes it might be the problem of the person wanting mentorship also. So eventually, you're just a replicate of somebody else when you have a package on your inside that you should have unleashed. So the person was to show you what is on your inside, but instead, the person just give you what he or she is doing and eventually become so unfulfilled in life. So thank you so much, sir, for uh, those words, those, like somebody said, now, gems <laughs> that you jo- dropped for us. Uh, 
I'm really grateful. So before I uh, end this uh, live podcast, I would love to uh, tell us number one to please follow uh, Mr. Tola Alabi. Trust me, when I come to Instagram, uh, is one of the things that I really want to look out for. Maybe there's a podcast, maybe he has um, uploaded something on the YouTube, on uh, Pro Masterclass, or probably there's a course, because Mr. Abdullah does, I think this, uh, this uh, template that he just shared, in fact, I don't know how far that thing has gone on WhatsApp. Sincerely, I will upload it, and before I know what's happening, somebody else will upload it, and they will start writing a piece on that, because it resonates with what... Um, we are going through at that moment, and it is life. You can't deny it. So, Mr. Tolan is one of the voices that you need to start listening to if you want to have that balance and you don't want to live a life that you might be outside the public, everybody will think things are good, but internally, you know, things are not right. So, please follow Mr. Tolan Labi. Uh, also, follow me. I also share um, some insightful uh, content uh, almost every time. And uh, and also, most importantly, the growth would please. I would encourage every young person to get this book. Like I was telling uh, the people that were there the day I launched it, that um, after writing it, I really did not uh, realize that I was the one that wrote everything inside it because it looked like somebody just took my hand and was writing some things. In fact, I will not, not lie. I have to be reading it again to feed my spirit, to feed my soul, to be able to get direction because it is just pure uh, wisdom that is embedded in the book. And I will, I, I, I will encourage us. I have the, um, what was it called? The, the ebook is just uh, 1,500, and I also have the uh, art cover like this, the paperback, and it's 3,000 naira. You can the link is in my or is it in or uh, in my bio like that, so you can get it. Just go through the link if it is the art copy you need. When you click on it, it will tell you to pay. Then from there, we'll get your details to send it to your location so i want to also lastly appreciate everyone i was present on this podcast i think a number of people joined me probably because of network or something they uh, were not able to finish it so i'll save this so that we can come and watch again and again and enrich uh, ourselves as we journey through life so thank you so much everybody Thank you, most importantly, Mr. Tola Labi. I'm really grateful. And trust me, I, I I look forward to something so insightful like this. It has blessed me, and I have to go and sit down and reflect and also meditate on the things that... Uh, in fact, I have to be typing on my laptop some of the things that you mentioned because I know this is eating me at the right spot, and I need to sit on it and do something about it. Thank you so much, sir. So we'll be going off... Life now. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you, everyone. Okay, I'm really grateful. All right. Good night, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day.